Bam 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 everybody welcome back to go help yourself the comedy self-help podcast to make life suck less i'm lisa linky that's misty stennett and this is tuesday wow it's your weekly beef we are here with a very fun episode for you today we have <laughs> some checkup on misty's homework and a list a response to a listener comment oh, on yeah. our instagram page but before we do that just a quick uh, check in if you don't know what you're hearing. Um, you may have thought you were hearing, you're going to tune in and listen to a, um, a book review, even wrong. though that's not what it says on the wrong, show notes wrong. or the episode description. Go up or down in the feed for that. That's why it says a mini zone. That's right. This... Unless you think we just keep covering a very long, long series of books from a in prolific chapters, author, short chapters. which is like mini zone 56, followed by the New York Times bestseller <laughs> mini zone 57. Um, we, on Tuesdays, we do not do a full book review. We follow up on the previous, um, Friday's episode if, with homework, if any, was assigned. And then we also do something extra. Because it's, it's our time to be creative and shine and put all the pressure on ourselves instead of just... Every time you say that, I hate it more. Do you? Why? It's true. <laughs> because it, we're really, we're really doing a big setup. And then if we don't shine, that's a real letdown. Oh, I think this might be appropriate. Okay. For... The topic it is. we're going to cover. Nailed it. Hashtag nailed it, it together. It will make sense. We and nailed it. It will make sense in a few minutes. But anyway, this uh, is welcome to the weekly beef. Yes. And as always, we're in the lovely confines, uh, the friendly confines of Fairfax Village Studios. Fairfax Village with Studios. With our inimitable. Inimitable. <sighs> inimitable? Who can know? With the no one badass could possibly look it up. Sav, our producer. Sav. Um, who makes our podcast sound great. And if you're in the LA area or if you're not in the LA area yeah. and you would like a theme song for your podcast, reach out. Do you have a voiceover audition? Do you have a uh, commercial you need, you need to record? Composed. We're just hawking him out. Do you just want to take your voicemail message busy. to the next level? <laughs> He's very busy, but he I do feel Fairfax like. Dash Village Studios. You will be benefited by Or is it Fairfax-Village? Yeah. Fairfax-Village. Anyway. Here's the thing. Welcome back. Misty, last week we covered yeah. Dear Girls by Ali Wong. Yeah. And I assigned you Kind of a homework. wild ride of a book. It was a wild ride. Yeah. So um, you assigned me just in the same way that she starts every chapter, Dear Girls, because yes. it's meant to be a letter to her girls, it her is. daughters. Yes. And I do not have children. Um, you asked me <laughs> just you. to- <clears throat> Thank you. That's all. Uh, you asked me to write what the first line yes, of a letter. Of the chapters. <clears throat> That's right. One of the chapters would be. And this is actually something that you taught me <gasps> that has come Ooh. since we started recording this podcast. And I have really willingly and gratefully absorbed so much of the information and philosophy that you paid wonderful money for oh, in therapy. Oh, therapy. Sure, <laughs> so sure, I sure. say thank you. Many people should benefit from it. I say thank you. Uh, I feel like we should set up a GoFundMe page just for Lisa. Anytime you love an idea that Lisa no. had that changed your life, give her a dollar. Don't. I come from privilege. <laughs> I am able to afford it. Let's send somebody else Great. to therapy. So this is what I would start one of my chapters with. Dear girls... Assuming I have girls, multiple sure. girls. Dear girls, I want you to be more concerned about how you feel than about how anyone else feels. Oh, yes. And I don't mean that in a selfish way, like, fuck well, everyone else. But like, well, I do. You, yeah. But also that, because I, I feel like, a, and 
this would be especially poignant if I had daughters or someone who identifies as female because I have been taught as a, a woman Most who identifies women are. as female to be concerned about how everyone else feels, their comfort. Am I making them comfortable? Is something I'm doing making them uncomfortable? Blah, blah. When I What can I do to make them more comfortable? Yes, when I started dating again, it was like, well, what does this person think of me that's sitting across from the table? Do they like me? And it's like, no. It is so much more empowering to go, what do I think of this person sitting across from me? Do they serve my needs? How can I get my needs met? My needs are as important as someone else's. So me setting a boundary and saying like, no, I'm going to stay home tonight instead of going to that dinner you invited me to, dear friend, is as valid. In fact, I would suggest that your needs are more important until you are, I would say, partnered with somebody. Yeah, and, they, and even and then, then it has fluctuate. to be a conversation. That's right. Exactly. So um, that is something that took me more than three decades to learn. Well, to it's unlearn, right? To yeah, unlearn yeah, yeah, this yeah, other yeah, behavior. Yeah. And and to practice. So and and honestly, I think that goes for anyone who finds themselves in a position of people pleasing, or if you're always exhausted because you're like, well, my friend will be mad at me if I don't show up for this dance rehearsal that they want me to be in the talent show or whatever. It's like, no. Your needs are as – I use that because I'm practicing in a talent show right now with a friend. <laughs> I'm sorry. It just sounded very high school musical and I yeah, loved it. Yeah. Yeah. No, I'm a, I'm in a talent the, show with a friend as a backup dancer. talent show. <laughs> well, now be mad at me. But my point is it's really empowering to go, no, you know what? My need to cancel and have a quiet – night or my need to say no or my need to say like I do need you to come to me or whatever that is you know so that's what I do so thank you thank you for that I love that and thank you yeah Misty's book called Dear Girls to Children I Don't Have and May Never Have it will be upcoming. <laughs> and everyone goes, there. we don't see any red flags with this book. And why did a publisher agree to publish it? Um, Misty. <clears throat> Girl. As our supplemental material today, we I want to tell you about a comment that we had on our Instagram. Yes. And on which post It was, was on the this? post about another weekly beef. Uh, it was a Tuesday post. And I was um, where you covered the article about self-sabotage. Uh-huh. And I was very proud of this post. Um you remember it's cows. Okay, and there's, one there's in a the, cow yeah. that's like looking towards another cow. It's like an over the shoulder sort of situation. And the cow looks a little angry. He's so cute. He says, Hey, you're sabotaging my photo. And then the other one says, He's like blurry. Or am I sabotaging? <laughs> Hold on. This is from January 28th. Lisa, it's so fucking funny. I do love, uh, I love making these. (laughs) Or am I sabotaging? (laughs) Because the the cow on the front is totally blurred out. Um, Okay, so um, uh, uh, I I said, uh, this week Misty brings us an article on self-sabotage. Zoom in on these cows for their take on it. Or should we say, (laughs) zoom in. You're welcome. We'll be here all of your life. Um, And so um, one of the comments from uh, Gaynor Adkins said, Hi, ladies. Very interested in your weekly beef this week. For the first time, I didn't feel you were both open to this idea. Were you self-sabotaging the podcast on Mm. (laughs) self-sabotage? May I be so bold as to set you both some homework in this? You do. You do. Um, I would like you to be aware of ways you might be sabotaging yourself during the next week. I'd love to hear you back on what you found out about yourselves. You're welcome. Mm. So That's a great comment. That's yeah, a great question. It is a great comment and question. Uh, I immediately am like, 
nobody gets to assign me homework but Misty. Um, <laughs> and even then. <laughs> and Mr. Lenkhart from fourth and fifth grades. And um, Slide into our D on this Mr. Right? Lenkhart. But I do appreciate that, that we probably weren't. I think I, uh, as usual, hated what this woman was ah. saying. Um, and that that is a great observation. It is. You know, I would have to go back and re-listen to that episode. Right. To say whether I was open to it or not open to it, I actually think in my everyday life, I'm pretty aware of how I self-sabotage. I am aware of when I'm procrastinating. Sure. I am aware of when I'm overloading my schedule. Sure. I am aware, even in like the middle of an interaction with a friend or on a date, the ways in which I'm sort of front porching, you know, ways to sort of like... What's front porching? Front porching is when... You make out with somebody before you end the date? Yeah, absolutely. But you have to find a porch, which is hard in L.A., so there's like three houses I keep... That is one of my visceral memories from growing up. It was a, it was like a CBS special report, and it was about teenagers making out. And it was playing Blondie, <laughs> and there were these two kids backlit on a porch making out. No. It was something about, I'm sure it was about like sex and, and teens. But Teen like, sex. But I, they were like, and it was a gas. And these kids were like, on like, had a porch glass. Mashing on a porch. Yeah. I and love I was the like, idea I remember that, that they I was had like, to cast. Playing, uh, I was just like playing in the, in the teen room or whatever, and I was like, what? I love the idea that they had to cast, like, and I don't know this to be true, they could have found a couple or whatever, but like two over 18 year olds who look like teenagers who have to make out with each other hardcore on the news. It was far away and it was like nighttime, so I think they were just like, so funny. You couldn't make it's out just who the they two were. PAs on yes. set. Yeah, <laughs> they were like, "We'll throw you a anyway, sorry. an extra hundy." What is front porching? Front porching is when you um, front load sort of how bad you think something is before telling it. So, so I I used to do a little joke writing group uh-huh. with two friends of mine, uh-huh. and I would say, "Look, this isn't right. This is a shitty joke, but like, okay, here's what I'm thinking about this," as oh. opposed to just. Telling the joke. Cutting it off at the had. knees. This front right. porching. Yes. Okay. So yeah. what's upper decking? <laughs> um, I'll show you. Okay, great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, <laughs> um, as far as self-sabotage goes, I tend to be very aware in moments where when I'm pitching an idea at work yeah. and I do that thing where I go, so this is probably the bad pitch, but X, Y, Z, you know, which is also uh, a way of collaborating. It is. But I, I do think I'm... Aware of it, and I do think we've covered it in a lot of episodes of, you know, saying, oh, like, if I'm negotiating, I'll feel bad about this, and then I'll accidentally undercut myself. Or, like, again, procrastination's a huge one for me for for self-sabotage. Or, like... Yeah, I, I do think I'm open to it. I don't know. I don't know. Look, listen, when I'm cleaning my vacuum, I'm aware that I'm procrastinating. When I... Um, <laughs> Also, it's hard for me sometimes I get hard on myself and if I'm experiencing depression to not view that as self-sabotage. And I really have to tease those two things out. Right. And so what – yes, and it it is a fine line a lot of times between going like, okay, am I self-sabotaging by not getting up early and running because I'm training for this 15K that I've been talking about uh, incessantly? Um, Or is it actually self-care 
to let myself sleep in, you know. So and we're, we're sort of, of the art is like real. It's very North American to expect that there's a fine, like there is a right answer. You know what I mean? Yeah, right. And but, that's very but American. What if, it, what if it could all be true? And what, and sometimes when I find I am procrastinating like crazy, yeah. it's not even necessarily about like a fear of success or getting the yeah. project done. It's because I've been going on all cylinders for so long yeah. that my brain and body are rebelling Exhausted. against being productive again. So we're veering a little bit away from this this listener's question. Yeah. But I I I do think it's it's really interesting. Could it just been the mood? Like I think we recorded that episode at the end of a long day. And I'm we could have just say been this. like I am a person who needs to be asking for feedback to receive it. Openly. In, yes. So if somebody comes up and, and just like, says, here's unsolicited here's feedback, how you you're going to sabotage. I'm be like, you don't fucking know me. Right. I didn't ask. And uh-huh. I'm not interested in this information you're giving me. Well, it's me. a blip or a breath. That's right. Which goes back to Amanda Seal's book, which right. was homework, I think, on the last minisode or a couple minisodes yeah. ago, which is like when someone gives you feedback, are they a blip? You know? Yeah. Or, or is this someone that you really value their opinion and, and it's really me, helpful? And for me, it tends to be a breath when it's somebody who it, – it is a breath when somebody comes in and knows me and is, is ask, knows how I can hear feedback if yeah. I haven't asked for it. If I haven't asked for feedback, yeah. um, I'm – truthfully, because I'm a person who seeks a lot of feedback yeah. from a variety of sources and my job is feedback – yeah, you're an actor. Feedback. Yes. So I'm not interested in unsolicited feedback. Right. Because I get feedback about 90% of the time in my work. Absolutely. So, so navigating that all the time is exhausting. Yeah. And so I'm very deliberate about getting feedback. So part of me, I, I'll be honest, when I read that comment, I was like, what the fuck? Like, sure, sure. Yeah. But that's just a personal boundary and yeah. personal thing. And I love that you have those boundaries. And I think if we pretend that, like, that Sav gave this feedback, you know, so like that yeah. this was a close friend of ours that gave this feedback, it, I, I think it's always good. I, I think it can be very, very useful to, to always go, Am I self-sabotaging? I mean, that I think that can be a useful question. Also, like— And I'm glad they brought it up. I am, too. And I, But I also am going to say I don't—I think why I didn't like that article is I don't like that self-sabotage is framed in the way that it in is. In a negative way. It's constantly negative and that yeah. you need to always be moving forward, always be doing— It doesn't allow for any kind of rest. Human. And yeah, Sav, yeah, yeah, you yeah, and I yeah. were talking about this before Misty got here, right? Mm-hmm. Like, there needs to be time to just do nothing. And if I'm sitting on a couch, you could view that as self-sabotage because I have 300 things to do, or you could view that as what I needed in that moment was just to absolutely numb out and not process anything more. Yeah, because it—, it it's all muscles, right? If you run, yeah. if you're running a marathon all day, physically running in a marathon race, and you don't let your body rest yeah. for a period, you will break down. And, I think, and it is the same yeah, way. Yeah. And if you're a highly productive person, you will view any moment of non-production as self-sabotage. Well, see, you that's that what tendency. I do, and yeah. I internalize that, and then I feel guilty, and I feel like shit, and then yeah. that's not helpful. Which is a form of self-sabotage. 
thank you. And Yes, right, exactly. So I think that's why I didn't like that article because she was like, here's how you self-sabotage. To me, yeah. self-sabotage is such a broad term and I think everybody gets to, de- to determine what that means for themselves yeah. because some people deliberately do not put gas in their car and then are late to a meeting, a very important meeting because they ran out of gas. Right. But they and had that, 17 that is, opportunities to put gas in the car. They passed 40 gas stations that week. For the previous week uh-huh. running on empty. Right. To me, that's a different version of self-sabotage than yeah. I am so burnout. I have to sit down and talk to nobody, do nothing, say nothing, but just stare at a TV. Both could be considered a form of procrastination. Right. And also, like, if you you stay up way too late the night before a very important presentation, you might go, okay, that's self-sabotage. But if it's because you were so anxious you couldn't sleep, that's not self-sabotage. Or because you were so excited. Yeah. So I I think, as, as usual, you and I don't like when there's a hard and fast rule on anything or when one thing is applied across yeah, the board. Yeah, but I love, love, love that this listener left that comment because what good conversation. Yeah, it's, we got a whole beef spark- out of it. We got a whole beef, Where's y'all? the beef? It's here. <laughs> May your self-sabotage be abundant. No! <laughs> <laughs> Leave it. Leave, Leave it! it. <laughs> she said, no! I don't want anyone to self-sabotage. Go Help Yourself, a comedy self-help podcast to make life suck less, was produced by Misty Stinnett, Lisa Linky, and Matt Sav. Our theme song was also written by Matt Sav. He's amazing. <laughs> do you want to get in touch? You do. Email us at gohelpyourselfpodcast at gmail.com. And you know you can also find us on the social medias, Instagram at gohelpyourselfpodcast, Twitter at ghypodcast, or check out our website, gohelpyourselfpodcast.com. And if you liked our podcast, please subscribe, rate, and review us on iTunes to help other people discover our show. It's really the least you can do. And why don't you tell all of your friends? Bye! Bye.